The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. I am very glad that you've joined us today. We are the place where spirituality and recovery meet. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you for joining us. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. As always, we've got a great program that I know is going to touch your heart and open your mind and open up new possibilities of expansion for you in your life. And uh, I want to thank you for liking Spirit of Recovery on our Facebook page. We've got a great Facebook page, and it's always wonderful to see those new likes and see new people participating, and it's just just wonderful. So thanks for doing that. And also, and thanks for sharing on there and sharing our posts, and I'm very glad that you're doing that. And I want to thank you also for letting your friends and your family members, the people in your recovery community, the people in your unity community, and beyond all your spiritual connections, the people that you care about in your world that you know, thank you for letting them know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. It's wonderful to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And I want to thank you, too, for letting me know that what we're doing here is making a difference for you in your life, in your recovery, in your spirituality. Thanks for letting me know that the guests that uh, I bring here are making a difference for you, that they are inspiring you and touching your heart and opening up some wonderful possibilities for you, some new awarenesses in your life. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. My guests are always people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people, and they're bringing you practical information that you can use and lively, inspiring discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen, obviously, via your computer. You can listen um, on Stitcher.com. You can go and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. You can listen via your smart device. You can listen live. You can listen to our many great programs that we have archived on demand. Simply go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery and you'll find years worth of fantastic programs i want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place if you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone who's got the disease of addiction and maybe as a family member you're in your own family member recovery because you know family members have uh, recovery programs and recovery processes as well so perhaps you're engaged in that 
or not, whether you or your loved one is or is not in recovery, or even if you're just curious about the process of recovery, curious about addiction and how one recovers from it, we're glad you're here. We're very glad you're listening, and you're welcome, if you would like to, to email in a comment or question about our topic for the day or to call that in. We'd be glad to hear from you and have our guests address that. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor. I'm a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And 34 years ago, those relationships were a fantastic catalyst. They got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And my walk continues to be an integration of unity and recovery principles and It transforms my life on a daily basis, and I'm very grateful. It keeps me growing, and so I am grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you, to bring you great guests, to hear what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. I want you to know as well that if you like what's going on on Spirit of Recovery and or the many other great programs on Unity Online Radio, and if you would like to expand your abundance by sharing that abundance um, with Unity Online Radio in the financial form, you can do that. It's very easy for you to make a donation. Unity Online Radio is a nonprofit um, outfit. It's a part of Unity um, the Worldwide Unity Ministry um, process, and you can make a donation. It's all nonprofit, and you can support it by going using your smartphone. You can make a one-time gift or a recurring contribution. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone, and your contributions make a difference in continuing the programming on Unity Online Radio. So... Our topic today is opening the door to spirit. You know, it's essential in recovery to find a connection to higher values. Whether you call those values God, spirit, nature, beauty, order, or any other name, it does not matter. But finding a connection to values that are higher than just mere scrambling for survival and fear is essential. That's what really recovery is all about. My guest today is... Reverend Lori Durgan, and she's going to be sharing with us about that as we talk about opening the door to spirit. Lori Durgan is the spiritual director at Karen Renaissance Treatment Center in Florida, and she's also the associate minister at Unity of Delray Beach, Florida. Lori is also a person who is herself in long-term recovery, and she's going to be sharing with us today how she supports people that are entering recovery and making that connection with these higher values, with creativity and gentleness and clarity are all the, the ways that she approaches this process. And so she's going to be talking with us today about how she supports people in opening the door to spirit and how that also is something that has happened and continues to happen in her life as she keeps growing. You can learn more about Lori's work by going to www.karen.org. Org. And um, as you go on there, you'll see the link to Renaissance, which is in Florida, their treatment branch there. Also, you can go to unityofdelraybeach.org, and you can find Lori on that website as well and see the great work that she does there at that Unity Church. So, Lori is, as I said, uh, the spiritual director at Karen Renaissance, the associate minister and youth education director at Unity of Delray Beach and in long-term recovery. She's sort of grown up in Unity, and she'll tell us this fascinating story. She started there in Unity as a teen, took a little detour in some ways, you could call it a detour maybe, and got back engaged. And so um, she's going to be sharing with us about her wonderful story and about how she works with others. So Lori, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you, Anna. Hi, everyone. Glad you're here. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks for the work that you do. It's, it matters. makes a difference. So it how is such did... a blessing in my own life, too. I have to say that it's my work, but it's also my greatest of blessings. How is that? How does it bless you? Oh, gosh. I just, you know, I've just found that, um, you know, in certain situations where 
Well, you know how it works, that when you give of yourself, you just get so much back. And I just, I'm always amazed that when I'm asked, you know, to go in and, you know, speak or share or help another person, it's just amazing how that works. I'm the one who is incredibly blessed. Mm -hmm. That's how recovery works. That's how spirituality works. That's how God works. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, give me goosebumps here. (laughs) So how did you get involved in the work that you do in ministry and in being the spiritual director in a treatment, recovery treatment setting? How did you get engaged in that? So um, I came to Unity when I was 15 years old. My mother brought us to Unity, and she found Unity through a 12-step program. And so when I first uh, went to my first Unity church and... Uh, like so many of us say, I just, what I was hearing, I felt like I already knew. It was a beautiful place. I grew up, um, you know, as a teenager in Unity with a YOUR, and it was a blessing in our family's life, and Unity was home for me. And then I like the way you said that. I took a detour. I took a big detour <laughs> when um, I went off to college um, and entered my own addictive process and suddenly as happens the most important things in life which were for me becoming a special ed teacher uh you know became other things and um, my whole life was pretty much turned upside down for about six years and mm-hmm. i um i love i'm i Rumi is one of my most favorite writers and he wrote something beautiful which is the wound is the place where the light enters you and that is, I feel, is describes, you know, how I found my way back um, through my own addiction, uh, my own pain, um, was, you know, found myself in a place where my family knew what was happening with me, and I just didn't want to admit it. And um, there was an angel that entered my life in the form of a paramedic, who said to my mother, your daughter is going to die if she doesn't get some help. And I didn't hear my family, but I heard that man. And there isn't a year that goes by that I don't thank him for the gift of awakening for me because I heard him and I didn't want to die. So I followed, um, my mother asked me if I was ready to surrender and I said yes. So I went to treatment and back in 1985, treatment was, you know, 30 days, and then I went to a woman's halfway house. And treatment, I really learned at that time what I was and what that meant and came to accepting that. But it was when I went to a halfway house um, where I really started opening up to um, living sober. And it was in a halfway house that they used to bring us in a van to a Unity Church, which is the same Unity Church where I'm sitting talking to you right now 30 years ago. Uh-huh. They brought That's us. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. they brought us to church here. We had an option of going to a few different churches, and when I heard there was a unity here, I said I want to go there because I remembered so long, you know, long ago that it seems so long ago wasn't so long ago, but it really was that long ago where I remembered that unity was a place of love and belonging for me, and so I came here in February of 1985 and um, became a part of this spiritual community and um, started teaching Sunday school when I was in the halfway house. Every Saturday night I would prepare my lesson because, you know, I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to go to college and I blew my college education in my addiction. I say that, but, you know, today I understand that that wasn't my path. That's not where I was meant to be. It was where I was meant to be to fall so that I could get here. And that's what I've come to understand, that when we look back, it's the most, what we perceive at the time, the most painful moments that are actually the most beautiful. So I understand that this is where I was supposed to be. So anyway, I just started teaching Sunday school here, and, you know, teaching Sunday school became working in the office, and working in the office became being the financial manager and Sunday school director, and then... Um, 
you know, one thing led to another, and we, you know, I've had a lot of different life events here at the church, and getting married and having children, and getting married in the church, and having my children christened in the church, and here I am, 30 years later, the associate minister of the church that I used to travel to on the van from my halfway house. <laughs> I love it. I love that story. You know, one thing that you had shared with me uh, before, Lori, is that you had and had always wanted to be a teacher, that you'd wanted to be uh, a teacher of truth. And in Unity, we call truth with a capital T, not a dogma, but that experience of God. So I guess my question is, um, how surprised are you or not um, if you could look at, at yourself on the van from the halfway house coming to church and where you are now, does that seem disconnected to you? Or do you go like, oh, yeah, that this is where I was always heading or not? How do you see that? I, I just, I, now I can see it. Like, you know, when you're in the middle of it, like if you would have told me when I was on that van that I was going to be <laughs> the associate minister of this church, where I was in that moment, it would have been such a far-off, distant dream, but not outside the realm of possibility, you know, n- not. Um, mm-hmm. But it clearly, when I look back, you know, and that's how beautiful our, when we can get to a place of our spiritual vision, we can see that, yes, I had to have this to get to here, and I had to have that to get to here. And, you know, um, I had gotten to a place, um, a dark place, as we all do in our addiction, where I'd forgotten who I was. And uh, that's what, you know, I, in my work, I always mantra that we're never, ever going to be more spiritual than we are in this moment because of who we are. We are spiritual beings. But addiction really robs us of an ability to, to connect with that truth. And so, you know, some of us, we get to this place when we recover, we get in recovery and we think, well, spirituality is nice, but I'm not that. And so, but we are that. We've just forgotten who we are. So, you know, recovery for me has been just remembering who I really am mm-hmm. and living that truth. So I'd forgotten. And um, I got a really good, uh, I just really wasn't aware of how far away I'd gotten of the God of my understanding and childhood until I was in my halfway house, I was in a woman's halfway house, and um, there were a lot of tragic things happening and um, a lot of relapse, and I lost uh, my roommate, Tracy, uh, who went out on a weekend pass and had a drink and relapsed, broke into her old apartment, lit a cigarette, passed out, and died in a fire. Mm-hmm. And then we lost another of our, um, of our housemates. Um, a short time after that, um, to suicide. And I suddenly became very fearful. And somehow, this voice in my head said, oh my gosh, what if it's God's will for you to relapse? And then, really quickly, this other voice said, what kind of a God would want that? And I suddenly realized that um, somehow I had you know, probably from my own guilt and shame, you know, before I started working the 12 steps and understanding um, that I was, you know, somehow thought that God was a punishing God and I had to get real clear about who the God of my understanding was. And um, I had to really get right with that. And, And so I remember... A beautiful and valuable lesson that I was taught by my therapist a short time after that. And I always share this because it still helps me so much today when my life gets sometimes out of order. And she had said to me, you need to fall in love with God. You need to put God first in your life. And at the time, like so many of us, I had, you know, throughout my addiction, and often that we do, I was putting often a person first in my life. And she said, you need to fall in love with God. And she said, you need to learn what that feels like. So she gave me an assignment. You know, when you listen to a love song, you've got to sing it to God. You've got to 
start writing letters, love letters to God. You got to start looking for God in your life every day, whether it's in people or nature. You have to often, just in the middle of the day, say, "I love you, God," and really practice what that means. Because she said, "If you, whatever you put in your life in front of God in importance, you're going to lose anyway." Mm-hmm. She said, "Whatever you put." Before that, you're going to lose. So get the order right. God always needs to be first. And I heard that loud and clear. And that has been really important for me. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's time for our first break. And, Lori, this is wonderful, heart-filling. Stay with us, listeners. Our topic today is opening the door to spirit. My guest is Lori Durgan, and we'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anna Schaus and I'm your host. And our topic today is opening the door to spirit. And we're talking about how it is in recovery that we do find that connection with higher values, whether we call those values God, spirit, nature, beauty, order, or anything else really doesn't matter. But what does matter is that we make a connection to that deeper, deeper positive, constructive, good layer of life. And my guest today is Reverend Lori Durgan. Lori is the spiritual director at Karen Renaissance Treatment Center in Florida, and she's also the associate minister of Unity of Delray Beach, Florida, and she is a person in long-term recovery. And she's sharing with us today how she 
opened and keeps opening that door to her connection with spirit and how she supports people in her work, people that are entering into recovery, how she supports them in making that connection. And uh, you can learn more about Laurie's work if you go to www.karen, and that's C-A-R-O-N.org, and you'll find the Renaissance Treatment location in Florida there on that website, or you can go to Unity of delraybeach.org as well and learn more about her work. Before Lori and I get back to our discussion, I invite you to join me in the Serenity Minute for a moment of relaxing, of letting go, of making that conscious connection with your higher values, with those spiritual values, with your higher power, whatever term you use. And I invite you to take a moment right now to be aware of yourself in this time and place, to be aware of your breath as it comes in and goes out, to allow yourself to relax from the crown of your head to all the way through the your trunk of your body, through your arms and hands, through your legs and feet. Allow the thoughts in your mind to simply move to the edges of your awareness as they very naturally will. And share with me this constructive idea. I let myself fall in love with God. It's safe to do so because God loves me. I let myself fall in love with God. It's safe to do so because God loves me. Let's take a moment now in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute and I trust that that was a refreshing opportunity for you to make that conscious connection with the love of your higher power. Now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Lori Durgan, and we're talking about opening the door to spirit. So, Lori, you've told us a wonderful part of your story about uh, making that connection with God, about falling in love with God, and um, how's that changed your life? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I thank you for that meditation. Just saying that it's safe and that God loves me is just so beautiful, so I thank you for that, Anna. Um it's just changed my life totally. I, I feel like what it really has done for me is it's just when I was able to get to a place of that affirmation that you spoke for us, that it's safe to let God love you, it just opened my inner eye to see my life and life in a whole new way. And, you know, I'm one of those people that believes that miracles are just, like, firing all the time but we're so asleep. And so in my own recovery and in my own day-to-day ongoing spiritual awakening, it's, just, it's helped me to be able to see life, to love life, to see others, and to love others the way I believe that God wants me to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. Now, I know that one of the things that's a part of your own philosophy and what you share with other people is that we are not trapped by our past. You know, a lot of times people, anybody, I think, but I think sometimes people have that have been affected by addiction, those of us who have been affected by it one way or other, either in our own lives or in the lives of those we love, sometimes we feel like, oh, uh, the past, oh, man, you know, I'll never get over this, or it's what a wound or bummer or stuck in here how do you see that you know i just see that i love that quote that says it is not the experiences of life or the things that happen to us that really matter but what truly matters is what we become through them and that you know and for me in my own life and i know i've known this for so many of us that you know when we first get you know we 
first get sober, we're, you know, before we do any work, we're just in such a place of shame and guilt. And as the door opens and we can see that we are more than that, it just makes all the difference in the world. And I can see for me the experience, you know, I've had to have these experiences, everything that I've walked through in my life, in my recovery from growing up in an alcoholic home to my parents' divorce um, to growing up in a home with a sister with severe handicaps to um, my own addiction to breast cancer to, you know, being a mother, all of those experiences, my huge full positive mistakes, my, my, you know, everything has helped me um, to get to where I am because it's pushed me. It's just pushed me to do more work and to more awakening. And to that end, like we're taught, is how we're taught that we will get to a place where we won't wish to shut the door on the past or regret it because we can see that our experiences can, you know, can help other people. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found. You know, I love, I have a few roomy quotes in front of me that are my absolute sure. favorites, but I love this, and I want to just say to your listeners that this is just beautiful. You suppose that you're the trouble, but you're really the cure. You suppose that you're the lock on the door, but you're really the key that opens it. It's too bad that you want to be somebody else. You don't see your own face, your own beauty, yet no one's face is more beautiful than yours. And so many of us get, you know, we come in, like I did, uh, always wanting to be someone else because I so loathe myself. And when I was able to surrender that idea of who I thought I was and embrace the truth of who I really am, life just started changing tremendously. Wow, that's beautiful. What do you know that you wouldn't have known if you hadn't had difficult experiences, Lori? You know, I guess I just have a greater sense of who we really are. Um, and what it means to be a child of God. You know, I teach. I still teach Sunday school, and, you know, we begin every Sunday school class with, you know, I'm a beautiful child of God, and my name is Lori. And what that really means, what it really, really, really means. And what it really means is that every part of me is beautiful, that, you know, that, that um, there's no spot where God has not been in my life. Um, and um, I think what's happened is, you know, I've had to have those experiences to understand that it's all God. You know, sometimes we separate that, you know, our events in our life and think, well, God wasn't there. God most certainly was there. God cannot not be there. Um, But I close the door. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that I would answer that that way. Right. Well, I love it. And you have shared with me, uh, to another wonderful quotation that you use about not being defined by the past. Would you share that with us? Yes. So I'm not defined, you know, that our past does not define us, but it does prepare us for what's ahead. And there's no way that I understand that there's no way that I could be doing the work that I'm doing without having had all those experiences um, so that I can look at another and say, I, I know, I know what it feels like right where you are, but this too shall pass. That that's, you know, who you think you are is not really who you are. And so I'm going to see you as you really are, um, a beautiful being of light, you know, and that our woundedness is beautiful too. It's a beautiful part of us. It's not ugly, it's beautiful. And um, I think that's what I've learned, that mm-hmm. um, it's to be able to embrace that, and especially in my work. Right. I love it. What happens, you know, you work with uh, people both uh, in your church and, and all, as well as in the treatment center there, and you're the spiritual director. What's that like when people come in? You know, gosh, they're coming in, they're 
new in recovery or maybe they've relapsed perhaps and your work there is to somehow support them and opening that door to spirit is it easy um it's meaningful and beautiful and um i i don't know if i would say i get you know what i would say it's easy if i turn it over to god (laughs) and Uh take the personality out of it you know i work i am so really proud to work for karen because of the fact that the spirituality isn't a part of recovery. It's the foundation of recovery. And if we don't, you know, if we don't have a strong foundation, we know what happens. And um, so, but a lot, a lot of treatment centers don't give the patients an opportunity to explore what that means. And if you've had no uh, spiritual dimension in your upbringing, this is what I'm, you know, understanding. I work with a lot of young people, probably average age 20 to 28, and many have just had no, um, you know, spiritual dimension in their life or have come from a place of woundedness from various religions. And so I have to tell you that um, unity and our teachings here, I mean, I work with, uh, rabbis, I work with ministers, and um, they come from many different religious backgrounds. And unity, because we leave no one out, and because we welcome everybody, for me, is 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 a lot like the work that I do in the treatment center, because we offer spirituality as a place of, you know, we offer a safe place to explore what spirituality means for you. And so what we do, just in a nutshell, is on Fridays, I work for a couple hours with the patient community with many other different spiritual leaders. Um, and um, what we do is we divide, we, I give a topic. Um, so last week was the beautiful spirituality of vulnerability and what that means. And so I gave an opening and then we break up into groups. And, you know, the leaders come from their different traditions, but it's not about religion, it's about spirituality. But coming from unity makes it, for me, easy because what we teach here in unity is so beautifully open and, you know, does encourage the God of your heart and um, and the God of your understanding. So... I really bring a lot of my unity into my work without even saying the word unity. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, that God is love, that God dwells within us, that we can't be anywhere where God is not, that God is spirit, that God is life, that God is nature, that God is omnipresent, that God is all-knowing and God dwells within you. You know, all those beautiful truths that I learned growing up in unity that... Um, that we're all beautiful children of God and that that spirit is a part of us, even though we may not feel it, it's there. And um, so, you know, that, in, in regards to your question about is it easy, <laughs> coming from a unity perspective, it's a lot easier because we're so open. And I'm forever grateful for those teachings, you know, growing up and, and you know, and today so that I can help others. Mm-hmm. What are some of the activities that you do uh, to meet the challenges? You say some of the clients you work with are not—they've never—they haven't had a spiritual background, or or they didn't know they had a spiritual dimension to life, or or they have been wounded. What are some of the things you do with them to help them uh, engage with their spiritual so, dimension? You know, I start with really simple things. Like I'm thinking about, um, like for me. I do a lot of one-on-one counseling as well, especially with the patients who are really struggling. And so I, you know, tell them that they learn, need to learn how to feed their spirit. There's a beautiful um, story that's told by the Cherokees about a little boy who goes to his grandfather and says, Grandfather, tell me a story. And his grandfather said, I, I shall tell you a story of a, a fight that goes on in all beings. And he said, it's a fight between two wolves. And the little boy said, who are the wolves? And, and his, his grandfather says, it, there is an evil wolf. I call that my addict wolf. And he says, there is that wolf that's full of hatred and anger and loneliness and self-loathing and unforgiveness and fear. 
And he said, and then there was the good wolf. I call that my spiritual wolf. And he said, that is the wolf that is full of love and compassion and forgiveness and peace and joy and understanding. And the little boy says, well, grandfather, who wins the fight? What wolf wins? And his grandfather said, it is the wolf that we feed. Mm. And so I tell the patients, you need to learn how to start feeding your spiritual wolf. So what does that look like? So I say, well, you can start by being grateful. So I usually, you know, say, you know, I I give them a little notebook or a piece of paper and I say, this is your assignment, you know, every day, five things that you're grateful for. Every day, sit outside for five minutes in the silence and just ask that beautiful question, who are you? I, I want to know you. I want to know who you are, please, you know, come to me and just listen and open your eyes and look and just start looking and start, don't look for something, just look and don't listen for something specific, just listen. And spirit will come, you know, and you'll create the God of whatever you're, you know, understanding that is, you know, I say, you know, or you'll hear someone say something that will be just what you need to hear. That's spirit. You know, I, I heard something beautiful from one of our spiritual leaders the other day. Um, he was in one of his small groups, and, you know, that question came, like, you know, what exactly is higher power? And, you know, Marty said, well, he said, Let's, let me ask you a question. He said, is your life better right now? than it was a month ago. Is life better today? You know, and, you know, the patient said, yeah. And he said, well, I want you to think about what's made it better. And that's your higher power. I thought that was a really wonderful way Mm -hmm. to help. I love that. that. Yeah. That's great. You know, because it could be a meeting. It could be, you know, something that somebody said. It could be a therapist. It could be just feeling loved. It could be just, you know, the beach, it could be, you know, whatever it is, just whatever helped you feel that you're a part of something big and wonderful, you know. I really love that. I love that, too. That's good. So we, have to learn how to feed our, we need to learn how to feed our spiritual wolf. Absolutely. Yes, we do. It's time for our second break. Um, thank you, Lori, so much for what you're sharing with us. It's really Deep, really rich. You can feel it. So, uh, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. There is an Irish proverb that says, Your feet will bring you to where your heart is. I'm Ted Collins, Dean of Unity Institute and Seminary, and I hope you'll join Unity Friends next spring as our hearts lead us to Ireland itself. We'll see the sights, enjoy the people, and learn about the many spiritual connections between Celtic and Unity traditions. I invite you to join me and other Unity friends on this wonderful journey to Ireland, March 31st through April 9th. Go online today and take advantage of our early booking bonus by visiting unityinstitute.org travel. It's Kitchen Table Karma. Make kind food choices. Watch more good come into your own experience. Feed your body with bright, fresh, colorful foods from nature and develop the glow of radiant health. Learn how to easily reap these benefits in your life with Victoria Moran's latest book, The Good Karma Diet. Eat gently, feel amazing, age in slow motion. Including stories from real people whose dietary change graced their lives in remarkable ways. Plus, 40 delectable superfood recipes from culinary alchemist Doris Finn. Available wherever books are sold, as a print edition, an ebook, or a deluxe Kindle or Nook book with 30 minutes of audiovisual extras. The Good Karma Diet. Share the love and love your life. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. 
Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is opening the door to spirit. My name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host. And my guest today is Reverend Laurie Durgan. Laurie is the spiritual director of Karen Renaissance Treatment Center in Florida. And she's also the associate minister at Unity of Delray Beach in Florida. And she's also a person in long-term recovery. And Laurie is sharing some really rich experience uh, with us today and uh, about that how we do open that door to spirit, how she does in her own life, and how she supports other people in doing that. You know, um, Lori, one of the things that's sure a part of this journey, and I think anybody in recovery, whether, again, whether you're a family member uh, that's working in your own recovery as a family member, whether you're someone with a primary substance or behavioral addiction or all of the above, is that temptation to turn back. That temptation, you get going and you're working on that recovery journey, but you're like, "Mm, I don't know, it's hard, I'm scared, I don't know if I want to do this or not. What do you, how do you see that and how do you work, uh, with that, that when that voice is, "Mm, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it does happen. I mean, we, we're always, I tell my patients and the people that I work with, we're always going to have that wolf is going to want to speak to us. And so <laughs> today, it doesn't matter, you know, how long we're sober. It, it speaks to us. So we need to say, you know, thanks for sharing. I'm going to listen to another voice today, whether that's the voice of um, a friend, a therapist, a spiritual support. I think it's really important to say it's okay, you know, we're gonna, at times we're afraid. Um, and there's going to be a voice that says, go back, you know, because we temporarily, you know, we forget that the reason that we're here is because the past didn't work. It wasn't working. And so in that moment, we just have to be still and just say, there is another way I'm going to be okay. You know, dear God, help me. You know, pick up the phone um, and just know that this too shall pass. And listen to the other voice that tells you, it's okay. You're just doubting. It's okay to be afraid. I love this. I was given this a long time ago. F-E-A-R. Future events aren't real. Most of the things that we fear are things that aren't real. It's important to, that bring, that always brings me back to this moment. And I'm okay in this moment. And, um, you know, there is that voice that urges us to be Go back what we were, but what we what we were isn't who we really are, and that we have everything we need to keep growing and to keep going. And that's why we need each other, and that's why we need programs like this, and that's why we need to talk about this, because we need to know that, you know, we're not the only one hearing that voice that, that says that, and that it's okay, and that you're going to be okay. Just keep walking and one step at a time God is going to be there to take you to the next mm-hmm. what about when people get fearful is fear okay or not I mean for me you know fear can be a great motivator you know it can move me and um, I just you know there's that beautiful saying that you know pain is inevitable but suffering is optional and fear is going to come, but it's what I do with it, you know. And I always just try to bring it to, like, to this moment. You know, this moment, I'm okay. What am I, most of us, you know, we, we fear the past or the future. This moment, this is a pretty good moment here. And if we can just stay in the moment, it's a beautiful spiritual practice. So I love, you know, you're just breathing. You know, the idea of the breath, that we, we can't, we can only breathe for the moment. We can't breathe for the past or the future, so just breathing takes us to the present. And yes, it's okay. We all fear. We all fear. It's okay to fear. It's a part of our life, and it can also be, you know, a great motivator to say, you know, to reach out so that somebody else can say, yeah, I know how that feels. We need to make that connection. And for me, I make the God connection with another human being because we're all God with skin on. This is how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, yes. It's okay. It's just we don't have to let fear, you know, direct us. It can wake us up. It can cause it, us to move. But it doesn't have to take us over and steer our life. Love can. Mm-hmm. 
Wonderful. I love it. You, I think there's a daily word reading. The daily word is the, the Unity publication that comes out every other month. It's got every, a daily reading for every day. And you've got one that's very special to you. Would you share that with us, a, a reading I from do. It's actually from years August, ago? It's, um, yeah, for August 31st, 2012. Uh-huh. And um, it was called No Regrets. And, and then in big, bold letters, it said, I love my life. Like a string of colorful beads, the days of my life follow one after another. Every bead, every day contributes to the whole. As I reflect on the days of my life, some may seem brighter or more colorful than others. Some may appear cracked or chipped, yet each day is precious. I have been strengthened by challenge, broken open in crisis, and sustained through it all by God within. I have been humbled by my errors and encouraged by my successes. I have been blessed by friends and family as we've lived through times of joy and sorrow. For every loss I have grieved, I have been blessed by a time of love. I have no regrets. I love my life. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely one of my most favorite daily words of all time. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful. It is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Boy, it sure speaks to that. Uh, What you were saying earlier, the, the quote from Rumi, the Persian Poet of Ancient Times, R-U-M-I, in case our listeners would like to look him up. That quote that says, the wound is the place where the light comes in. Yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, and that has been the case. I mean, I just feel that. that, um, And the light, the light has always been there. You know, when I see that wound, I see the light coming in and coming out. You know what I mean? Is it just that? And that it is our woundedness also that connects us, you know, and 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 brings us together. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. It's been my woundedness and, you know, also and, you know, having the breast cancer experience, you know, that was another opportunity to let more light enter. Right. How did that connect for you with your recovery or or with your spirituality. Oh my gosh, I have the best story about that. So, okay. um, our listeners that you know are walking this path know that you know. I remember when I first got sober, and I remember saying, you know, I can do this as long as everything goes really good. Now, everyone's nice to me. There's no problems. But if I find out that I'm going to die or something big happens, I'm I'm going out. You know, mm-hmm. and that was one of those moments for me. I was alone in the doctor's office, and he told me that I had cancer. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is that moment. And in that moment, I remember all I wanted to do was get home, have a cup of coffee, be with my family, and um, just be sober. And in that moment, I was totally aware that I loved life so much that even, I mean, I was going to walk this path, and I was willing to do whatever I needed to stay sober and to be healed. But, you know, it was just like, whatever happens, I want to be sober. And the most beautiful thing happened to me. I There's an amazing man who lives down here in Boca Raton, and he flies an airplane, and he writes in the sky, you know, he's, he's random, you know, you'll see him. He writes all kinds of beautiful messages. And that day, I, I got my, I drove my car home, but I, I couldn't get in the house right away. I was kind of like feeling a little fear, and I just kind of sat in my car and have it, having a little tear. And I looked up, and that beautiful man was writing in the sky right above my house, and he was writing the words, God loves you. Wow. And... This is the miracle of recovery. This is what happens when you stay sober one day at a time and you trust God. You get these beautiful little miracles. (laughs) That man was such an angel for me that day. I got that message loud and clear. 
that nothing was impossible for me was the love of God. And so gratefully, that was 13 years ago, and here I am, mm-hmm. super healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's how that, and, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And I've been able to help others, you know, through that experience, others in, you know, in the program and here at the church that have had to walk through that as well. So mm-hmm. nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're uh, talking today, Lori, what I keep hearing is that, uh, that your message that you're just saying, that it's about being connected to God's love, that that's the, the bottom line for everything, for living life, for staying uh, in recovery, for recovering from whatever illnesses or life situations. Is that kind of what you would say, how you would see that, about that love of God, knowing God Absolutely. loves Absolutely, and I feel like I feel that as I give it. You know, I just feel like that's what we must do. And that comes, you know, I mean, I, I just, that. Absolutely. And like I said before, that's what recovery is to me. It's just knowing and understanding, you know, what love is and learning how to love my family and my friends the way they deserve to be loved and being able to do that today. And that's, you know, and that look at, I mean, God's love is just all around us all the time. And, um, you know, it's really beautiful in recovery, though, we get to feel worthy of that when we do our work, and Mm -hmm. that's what opens it up, and that we feel capable of being it and giving it. So whatever form that takes, you know, whether it's a man who's writing in the sky or my dog that just very quietly when I'm having a bad day, difficult, challenging day, just quietly sits on my lap or, you know, whatever that looks like, a beautiful bird, there's a crazy cardinal that (laughs) lives in my backyard, and every morning... He sings, and I'm convinced that he's singing to me. And so I've made it a point now to go outside and listen to that cardinal and say, thank you, God. You know, it's just being aware that God is always saying, I love you. But we got to listen. Mm-hmm. Lori, thank you so much. It's Our time is completed here today, Wonderful. but what thank a blessing you, so you are. Thank yeah, you th- so much for letting me be on your show. You're thank welcome. You, everyone. Thank you for being here. It's, thanks for touching our hearts. Appreciate it very much. My guest today is Reverend Lori Durgan. She's the spiritual director at Karen, C A R O N, Renaissance Treatment Center in Florida and the associate minister at Unity of Delray Beach, Florida. You can look her up on those websites, and I know you've been touched today as I have been. Have a beautiful, blessed week, and we will be back next week with Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. 
There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child, trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts. 